And probably like the best Spider-Man. Yeah, uh, the best Spider-Man movie. Yeah, probably that one. Yeah, that one. That's what people say, but the last one, Homecoming, was really, really good. Homecoming was really good, but it, it was it was really good. But like for the title of the best Spider-Man movie ever, like you know, if you're comparing all of them, it'd probably be Spider-Man Two. Why though? I don't. It's we are recording, by the way. We're oh, okay. <laughs> Welcome to Shanton to the Throne. I appreciate you coming out, dog. Uh, real quick, before we jump into the Spider-Man movie, do you just want to tell the people a little quick history, of, like who you are, what you do? You play music out here, in Miami. Yes, yes. I'm a local singer-songwriter, uh, composer, musician, and whatnot. And That's I what's up. Make music of the sorts with my hands. Yes. <laughs> and your mind. You can't forget my your mind. My mind and imagination. But um, I've played a few shows with DeShanton. You know what I'm saying? So um, definitely he's uh, one of the musicians that I've known for, I don't know, i say about a year now at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah. And, you know, always doing his thing, doing his solo guitar work. There was um, a guitar player uh, that I met uh, back in 09 Named Peter Baldwin I showed you a few of his songs Yeah And you reminded me Dead, dead ass of him Like Gotcha He has a, a, a An acoustic album That I bought off of him Gotcha And it's just him And his guitar mm-hmm. And it's like all you, That's all you need sometimes bro. a good voice yeah. Guitar Yeah If you're tight Like That shit is on point Yeah So uh, definitely Big props out to you man um, Thanks bro I like the acoustic stuff I, mm-hmm. I always um. Now that you told me That you had an actual band I yeah. wanted to See how were you singing in that band too? Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, I did vocals and um, I also did um, guitar. Okay, see, yeah. see, I would have loved to to see how it sounded with a whole. Uh, um, you can like look. It's like on SoundCloud. It's called Vengeance for Raven. Vengeance for Raven. Okay. Yeah, like the whole like album is like on SoundCloud and like yeah. <laughs> Definitely check that shit out. What's the name of the album? Uh, it's called With Hollow Eyes. With Hollow Eyes. Yeah, and that's. What's the name of the band again? Uh, Vengeance for Raven. Vengeance for Raven. So definitely, guys, check that out. out. I'm going to check that out. Cool. Uh, Because I definitely want to know what you sound like with a whole band. Yeah. Big difference. Like all my um, all my recordings though. Like like for example, like on my um, on my SoundCloud, like you know, like I'm playing like all the instruments, like on like like on my solo stuff, you know, like with my name, like I'm playing like all the instruments on it. So like even though like my live performances, like most of the time they're acoustic, like my recordings tend to be like you know like. Yeah, like have everything. You also do drum work? Um, I actually I program the drums using Easy Drummer. That's still so, hard as fuck to do. Like. Yeah, it's still yeah, totally. Like it's still difficult. But I mean it is, you know, like I'm not I'm not a drummer, but it makes right. it like easier to, you know, like, you know, make it, you know, when you're when you don't know how to play drums. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I get that. It's still one thing uh to to have to come up with fills and drum patterns. Yeah, and totally. Stuff like that. You yeah. still have to have some kind of artistic vision. Yeah, totally. And have like a concept of like what the drums are meant to do. Yeah, totally. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I tr- actually tried I, the thing is um I have GarageBand on my phone because okay. all iPhones come with uh, GarageBand. Yeah. And I tried to make like a song and I started with a drum beat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You start with the skeleton. I figured that would yeah. be the best way to start. Yeah. So I start with the drum beat. And then I write, I do like two or three chords on the guitar, probably yeah. four chords if I'm being even. Yeah. And then when I got to the bass, I just, I don't understand how to write a bass line. Okay. So, so you know what I mean? That to you. me, even though, oh yeah, you can program whatever bass line you want, you have yeah. to still know what a bass line is supposed to do. Yeah. And like what key much. you're in yeah, and all totally. that shit. Yeah. I don't know how to do any of that. I so if you're composing music and programming the drums and yeah. doing the bass and the guitar, like that you. shit is... A lot of fucking work 
Yeah. Why do you do that work? <laughs> like, <laughs> you get like a drummer to come in do I some mean, studio sessions. Or something. I mean, that would be cool. That would be cool. I mean, but like when you're in like a situation, like when you're like just like alone and like, you know, like let's say you have an idea or like you just don't like know anybody who's like willing to, you know, like do that, I guess, like in a studio session or like let's say you don't have enough mics like to mic like a complete drum set or whatever. Like even if you just like use overheads, like that's still pretty good. But, um, yeah, it just, like, makes it convenient to just, like, program it. But, obviously, like, I always prefer, like, a real drummer, like, to any type of, like, program. No, like, I yeah, get of you. Course. But there, there's like, going to be yeah. feel lost. Of course, yeah. Because, like, a real drummer will, like, put, like, that human feeling into it, you know, mm -hmm. that, a, that a computer just can't. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, replicate. But uh, I do think that when you're, when like you said, when you are alone and you have a good idea, I think it's good to put it down. Especially, of course, yeah. Um, I mean, I have a cousin right now who mm -hmm. he's trying to start his band in New York. Yeah. And um, one issue he's had, and I mean, it's an issue that I'm sure a lot of people have when they're trying to start up projects is like, not everyone is going to be on the same page yeah. music wise. So yeah. I feel like when you program the drums out and you write out a bass line, you write out your guitar stuff, yeah. rhythm and lead and stuff yeah, like that. Totally. You present almost like a skeleton to someone. That way, they kind of know what you're going for. Yeah, totally. And they can choose to hop on board or not. You know. What yeah, I mean? totally. And like you know, like let's say like you're you you know you're in a situation where you have like like because there's been like times like where even though like I don't have like a set band, but like even though like you know like for example like 2017 I played a gig in Churchill's right, and mm -hmm. um you know I had like a couple weeks like in between the gig and I ha and I got um Ryan from No Traffic. Yeah. Oh, dude, we just had. Chris from No Traffic. Yeah, on yeah, last I week. saw like on um on your Facebook. Yeah, yeah. So I got Shout out to them. Yeah, so I got Ryan from No Traffic, and I got uh, Matthew Sonata. I don't know if you know him, but no, like he's a he's a really good bass player, and um yeah, and I you know we got together and we did the gig. So like it's kind of cool, like you know, like to like even though like not having a set band, but like it's cool like to be able to like you know know musicians and you know like if I have enough time, you know like you know you can set the, something up. Yeah, with I can Benjamin set something. Style. Yeah, you know you can get something together and you know it was just, it's just like fun like no like you know pressure no like you know like whatever whatever it's just like it's you know for a fun thing you know yeah so it's cool but um but yeah you know music's music <laughs> yeah i mean there, there there are some gigs that i take uh very seriously like yeah. um i mean like the, some of the big festivals that come around every year like yeah kryptonite is a festival that i like i like to oh, yeah, be on my totally. a game for that oh yeah totally yeah but like a gig that we just did we just did uh and not that we didn't take it seriously but it is kind of like a fun thing when you're doing a gig where you're doing covers oh yeah yeah of course yeah so we just did a queen show over yeah. the weekend for dj oski and i mean doing the queen songs i mean we had like a week and a half maybe like, oh wow max to learn the shits oh wow and it's a queen song that i'd never heard before oh like, wow uh our singer alex's favorite band is queen so yeah he didn't go for the classics, you know, let's do, yeah. we will rock you and we are the champions and all yeah. that shit. He was like, let's go deep. Uh -huh. Let's get a deep cut from this fucking record cool. that not a lot of people listen to or whatever. And I mean, I personally, now I really like the song Innuendo. It's a great fucking song. Got you. And I don't know, I have this, like, I knew who Queen was and I liked a lot of their songs, but like... Now listening to some of the deeper cuts, mm -hmm. knowing Alex and knowing Vince, who are big Queen fans, like yeah. I have a, I mean, with this movie hype too, I'm sure it's not new. A lot of people are probably getting like a new respect for Queen, but mm -hmm. yo, they have some great fucking material and yeah. some heavy material. Oh some, yeah, totally. Some stuff that sounds metal esque. Yeah, especially for the '70s, dude. Yeah, it reminded me of like. Um, 
Kind of Led Zeppelin-y, but like yeah. no Iron Maiden-y. Is yeah, what yeah, I can see that. I can see that. You yeah. know what I mean? They have yeah. like dueling guitar solos and yeah, shit and all that. Yeah. What I really dig, I mean, obviously Freddie has a great voice, but mm-hmm. the orchestration too. Yeah. Like, uh, and Who Wants to Live Forever? Yeah. They have a lot of violin strings. They have like uh, ten penny bells and shit. Mm-hmm. You ever look up how much a ten penny bell costs? Nah, how much is that? One. Like, do you know one? Do you know what a ten penny bell is by by any chance? How, what is it like? All right. If you ever go into orchestras, they um, usually they'll have like two or three mm-hmm. they're just big drums that and the bottom half is like half of a of a, of a sphere okay you know what i mean and they're just big fucking drums and okay. you can tune them and shit okay and they're like thousands of dollars each. thousands of dollars yeah it's, ri- it's ridiculous <laughs> if you ever look up orchestra equipment i mean even a violin dude yeah it's you can find some that's expensive yeah it's ridiculous like my dad he's a uh, saxophone player really and like yeah like those things are expensive man like even the cheap ones are like eight hundred dollars like yeah it's no joke yeah like yeah when you get into like band equipment like you know those big like you know big band equipment they're expensive you know like yeah uh trust me i know i played the clarinet (laughs) (laughs) i played the clarinet I, i was squidward tentacles for from sixth grade to eighth grade, <laughs> <That's so funny. laughs> I, I had uh, man, the, the, that cl- I did a rent to own thing with mm-hmm. my clarinet, and yeah. you know, a monthly fee. God bless my mom, you know, hook it up. You know yeah. what I'm saying? She, she hooked me up with my clarinet, yeah, because you can get a school rental, yeah, but it's trash okay like yeah. first of all it's been spit in by fucking every other student there yeah you know totally I mean? disgusting yeah. especially brass instruments yeah. you ever seen a trumpet player clear his spit valve no it's disgusting i imagine so so you've never you've never done band marching band no like see that? the thing okay the thing is like in high school i was uh okay like i was in the guitar program they have a I, guitar program in high school yeah like i went to like everglades high like okay. and they, we had a guitar program and we had uh like choir so i was like and i was into choir and i was in the guitar program and like i guess like the choir kids really didn't fuck with the band kids <laughs> so, <laughs> some beef going so, on yeah there, huh? so i mean i never really got into the whole band thing. Damn, it's like, yeah the big you guys would show up in the morning on opposite sides of the school really and, and it's and it's like it was funny because it's like Don't literally, you have to share the band room but it's like okay you had the choir room and then right next to it was the band room it's oh, like man. literally just like a wall separating the two that was it like (laughs) but there was just like beef like so i don't know if it's because of that or just because i was too busy like with like you know choir and being in guitar classes no man you can't turn your back on your choir homies i guess yeah reason (laughs) dude it's funny that you say that i always felt like band kids even and i took band even though into high school freshman year yeah i did what i wanted to do back in sixth grade which was percussion yeah everyone and their mom wanted to do percussion and band so they kind of steered people away from that Mm -hmm. unless you already kind of had like some previous experience with percussion with how the fuck is a sixth grader gonna have experience with percussion unless their parents are musicians yeah um so i ended up I, w- I was like, fuck it. I want to do the saxophone. Yeah. They gave me the, they'll let you like blow through a mouthpiece to see how good your, or how strong your, your actual sound is just through the mouthpiece. Yeah. And then they determine whether you're good enough to be an alto sax, a, a baritone sax or whatever. And yeah. they were like, nah, you can't play sax. Get, get on that clarinet. Yeah. And so I ended up playing the clarinet. I tried the trumpet too. I couldn't get the buzz right. Yeah. But even though I was a band kid, mm-hmm. I kind of felt like I was never, I never like lost myself in it. I'd probably still be playing the clarinet going to college for that shit now. Yeah, like, trying out for the Blue Devils or whatever the yeah, fuck it is. But I never took it that seriously. And I kind of always felt like I got like a stuck up 
type vibe from band yeah. kids. Did you ever get that? Um, I feel like a lot of musicians, like you know, it just, I mean, band kids and squad. I mean, okay. like musicians, like okay, in just bands. like necessarily like band kids. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm talking about like bitches who play the flute. They, they, ah, they, like they argue like about the who's shit. playing like, first chair, <laughs> who's playing second chair. They're like, yo, I I should be an advanced band, not intermediate band. I am better than this. <laughs> like, yo, for real, dude. There was I remember this chick, bro. Okay, it was. All right, so f- first uh, sixth grade, okay. they put you in beginner band, which okay. of course, bro. Yeah, and then you get the chance to uh, upgrade through the ranks. So okay. if you're like, if you're really good in the sixth grade, yeah. Uh, by the time you get to seventh grade, if you're in symphonic band, like that's uh, that's the highest level. Like you're yeah. a G in the band world if you're in symphonic, right? Yeah, it's a specific period and everything. And then they got advanced band, and then yeah. they got intermediate band. Yeah. So I I thought I was hot shit. Yeah. But I got put in my place real quick because yeah. I went from beginner band to intermediate band okay. in seventh grade. So I was like doo doo, and yeah. I was like hot though. I was like, bro, I should be at least an advanced band if yeah, anything, totally. bro. You yeah, know. Totally. And then this this girl who was um in my beginning band class in sixth grade, but and mm-hmm. now seventh grade she was in symphonic band for okay. like I forgot what instrument. I think flute. Okay. But she was like, oh, yeah, I mean, JC, like, he doesn't belong on symphonic band, but at least advanced band. And I was like, fuck you. Like, yo, yeah. come on, son. How you go? That's the most backhanded compliment ever, dude. Yeah. Like, just straight up, like, in front of me, like, talking to the teacher. Like, I wasn't there, like, oh, intermediate band? No, JC's too good for that. Advanced band. Not symphonic band. Yeah. He's not good enough for a symphonic band. Yeah. But put him in advanced band at least. That's <laughs> <laughs> funny. <laughs> but I always got this vibe, bro. And they always seem like they kept to themselves. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's They like, mingled with other band kids. Band kids dated other band kids. Like, yeah, it was like you. that. Yeah, totally, yeah. I think that's just like, when you have like any type of group of people, like, you know, like it, it, it kind of becomes like that. And I feel like a lot of musicians, like, you know, we tend to be very introverted. Not everybody, of course. I know but what like, you're saying. Yeah, I know for me, for example, like I'm an, I'm pretty much like, yeah, I'm a pretty big introvert. But Same. I don't like necessarily relate that to me being a musician, but it just like happens to be a very like common quality in an artistic type of person to be a little bit more introverted. Well, yeah. I think if, I mean, to sit down in your room or in wherever and to write down lyrics. Yeah, you know what I'm saying to to spend hours just like trying out different chord combinations. And yeah, stuff like that you you kind of need to be I think at least a little bit introverted. Because yeah, social people are gonna want to be around other people most of the time. Yeah, totally. They're not gonna have that time to sit down and just write songs. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and I I think it's also a way of like um expressing yourself. Yeah, in a way that's not so literal. Yeah, I'm saying I don't know. I, I've never written my own material. Yeah. I've only, like, learned other songs that I felt like yeah. I could relate to, you know? Yeah. What is it like when you write a song? Do you take your personal experiences and put them um, into music? See, the funny thing is, like, I've never written an entire song about one particular thing. Like, for example, there will be lines. Like, and I know, like, people are very different with their approach to songwriting. But for me, there will be, like, particular lines that relate to per- the certain things in my life. But the song as a whole is never necessarily about anything. And that might change, like, you know, like, you know, as I get older and as I continue to write. And, you know, but I know for me, like, in my experience of writing 
writing songs all these years it's never been like i've never had like a topic like and i'm just like yeah i'm gonna write a song about this like you know like it's normally like about like it might have like the song might have a topic but like general lines might relate to like things that i've been through or things that i'm thinking or things that i'm going through but never necessarily like the entire like concept but i know everybody's different when it comes to that and there's songwriters who are like yeah you know i wrote song this song because i've been through such and such or oh i wrote yeah. this song because i've gone through a breakthrough a breakup or oh you know like i wrote this song for me it's never been like that like it's more so just kind of storytelling but lines in of it in that are about different things that they i've kind been of through. allude to other things other things that i've been through but only i would know that of course yeah right but yeah unless you have like some mega fan who's yeah right looking into your lyrics <laughs> and shit. one day bro one day they're gonna be like yeah so this is what the shanton was talking about when he wrote you're gonna find your songs in like uh on rock genius or whatever <laughs> dissecting it line by line by line Hilarious. no no i mean they do it now like there's some some of the of like you'll go into like like uh like a little yachty song or like yeah. a little pump song and yeah. they'll be like what he meant by gucci gang gucci gang gucci gang <laughs> is that he misses his dad and his mom wasn't around that's oh, what he man. meant and like they'll be looking into the lyrics so yeah, you'd be surprised you. dude like yeah, yeah the, the the shit that people find but yeah one thing i always um enjoyed about music was finding a song that like you feel like fuck i'm not the only person that's going through some shit yeah like, totally yeah um like this person feels exactly how i'm feeling and yeah it's kind of a weird thing because obviously they don't know you they didn't know who you of were of course no yeah but it's kind of it, it makes the world feel smaller when you when you hear other people going through some of the shit for me it's always been like Sad songs. I fuck with sad songs. I don't fuck yeah. with sad, with like happy music. Like not that I don't like happy music. Obviously, yeah, there's course, yeah. for, when you're in the mood, you're in the mood. But like nothing like changes my mood. Like if I'm in, if I'm having a good mood, yeah. it only takes like one or two songs yeah. to remind me of something or some yeah. person or yeah, take me totally. back to something to like totally just like flip my mood around. But like yeah, if I'm totally. in a shit mood and you put on a happy song, I'm not like oh I feel better now. I'm like take this happy <laughs> fucking. <laughs> shit off right now I or feel I'm gonna you. blow someone's brain out like but there's actually a whole science behind that because like it's been scientifically proven that you know like take metal for example like by like expressing your aggression through music you actually feel better emotionally because you're you're in a healthy way you're expressing your aggression or you're expressing you know like your like feelings of angst or feelings of anger in a healthy manner you know so you feel better like internally like with sad songs like you know you're expressing sadness in a healthy way so you know like you feel better mentally it's kind of like you're giving yourself therapy like you know and i feel like music has a way of doing that yeah i know i totally agree mm -hmm. i i feel i don't know if you feel this way but i i feel like if like certain songs won't have uh, the same effect on you as they would if you had gone through a certain event yeah pre or post yeah so like i mean um like this artist that i found recently his name was uh mac demarco okay. i talk about this dude all the time so there, there's so many there's so many people that are like i right, shut the fuck up about mac demarco but mm -hmm. like it, it, he's fucking cool yeah and the uh i found his music um like uh around a breakup ish okay. a little bit before and then a lot i figured out like the rest of the discography like after yeah and there was a whole like project it's like an ep almost it's like six or seven songs but it's like a concept album yeah and it's like about like a breakup and shit it's like if i hadn't found 
or if I had probably still been with the person I was with or not felt as like down about it as I was at probably that album probably wouldn't have mattered to me as much as it does. I feel you. And it's like, I really dig a lot of his projects and yeah. uh, he has daddy issues, which is like yeah. totally plus. Cause I have daddy issues. Yeah. I feel you. You know what I mean? So it's like finding shit that you can relate to, but also at the right time in your life. Like, yeah, some songs that I mean come across at a time that you need, you might need to hear what what that person's trying to convey in their song, and yeah. it's gonna land home a lot more than it would normally if you didn't go through X, Y, or Z. Yeah, totally. Do you, do you agree with that? No, yeah, totally, totally. I believe like you know not only that, but like let's say you heard the song for the first time in a certain phase of your life, right? Yeah. You know, like now mentally, you know, when you go back and you hear that song again, it's gonna remind you of a certain like time in your life that you might not be in anymore but the song is now like created an emotional bond to that place or that person that you used to be yeah Yeah, so yeah yeah, totally it's like a smell like yeah people say uh, one of the easiest ways to take people back like uh, memory wise to like give people like a jolt is to like have them smell something that they remember smelling vividly this is episode you ever watch the show Black Mirror um no Dude, so there's this episode. Uh, it's it's like a dystopian, futuristic type of show, if you've never heard of it. Okay. And so they have, like, technology that's, like, it's not around, but it's, like, not so far-fetched that you can't see it existing sometime down the road. Yeah, totally. So one episode, they have uh, a machine that you hook up to someone's brain mm-hmm. or someone's head somehow, and it, like, lets you look at their memories. Okay. But you know how you, you remember shit incorrectly sometimes. Yeah, totally, yeah. So there's this technique that they had to make people smell certain and things to like correct the memories like little things like the color of the sweater that someone was wearing or whatever and it's cool as fuck so I feel music has that same thing where Mm -hmm. you're around a certain uh, time in your life or you're around a certain era like there's like for some bro the songs Riot Mm -hmm. and Animal I Have Become by Three Days Grace. Yeah. Anytime I hear those songs, I go right back to when I was playing SmackDown versus Raw 2007. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They, yeah. they were in the soundtrack for that shit. Yeah. It was the first game that had the money in the bank mode. Yeah. It was like, it takes me right back to that. And so it's like little snippets are captured in music, dude. Yeah. And you're, you're even like a, a terrible song that you remember, like, oh, yeah. the song is garbage, like, uh, like the Macarena or some shit. Yeah, you know but it's saying? still like a point in your life. Yeah, like you yeah. remember like, ah, I was five and Macarena came out. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it, was, it was so annoying. Or what other song? Uh, you know what song I, I fucking can't stand? That Mambo number five Mambo number five. By Julio Vega. What is it? Something Vega? How does that name? go again? I don't... The, he's like he's talking about like... Uh, what is like a little bit of Monica? Oh, right. yeah, that song, dude. I hate that fucking song. Yeah, I remember that, <laughs> dude. It's because I, I I worked on a on a Lou Vega. Lou Vega. I said Julio Vega. <laughs> Lou Vega, yeah. and um, that song is garbage. And I think what what made me hate it was I was I worked on the cold floor of a of a like a chemical company, so calling people on the phone. Yeah. And they would play that song at least once a day. Oh, so wow, anytime I hear that song, I think about sitting at my desk. Yeah. Dialing those fucking numbers oh shit you ever watch wolf of wall street no come on man i know miss all these classics yeah you're like talking about this stuff and i'm like no the chance come on (laughs) i know we introverted but that that gives us time to watch shit you know what i'm saying oh my gosh (laughs) okay well wolf of wall street is kind of the same thing leo dicaprio sells shit over the phone makes stacks of money i'm not making millions upon millions like he was but you know what i'm saying i made a decent living when i was there okay uh 
when it comes to music though, what's what's your biggest inspiration like biggest, as far as writing wise? Like as far as writing wise, goes yeah, yeah, and yeah. lyrics goes. Yeah. Hmm. I think I think really like like for me like a lot of times you have to listen to the progression that you make first. Like for me like the chord progression. Yeah. You're saying? Yeah. The chord. I'm progression. very beginner in guitar, so got you. All these fancy schmancy terms you guys throw around. <laughs> <laughs> so like a lot of times you know like I have to like like I'll like have a guitar like lick or guitar riff. And, like, from there, like, you know, like, based on the feelings that the riff, like, is conveying, like, um, I'll, you know, start to, you know, write, you know, from, like, what I'm feeling from, like, the music, I guess, you know. And I it could be, like, you know, from, like, bits and pieces of my life. It could be, like, you know, just, like, a story or a concept that I think about. But for me, for most of the time, it starts off with the riff. Or, you know, the chord progression or, like, how be it. And then, you know, I'll start writing. That being said, like, sometimes, you know, I'm just walking and, you know, like, I'll have, you know, like, lyrics come to me. Or, like, you know, just, like, you know, like, a nice, you know, like, something catchy or chorus come into my head. I'm trying to incorporate that more into my writing. But for, like, the most of the things that I've written and that I've, like, really put out, like, it started off with the guitar. And then from there, like, I've written, you know, like, yeah. I think that's fucking cool. One of one of my goals this year, I don't know if this year, but since I started playing guitar, mm-hmm. was not even just to learn other people's material, but it yeah. was to write a song. Yeah, and it's just something I haven't, I haven't grasped. I feel grasped you. The, I haven't grasped it yet. Yeah. Like I don't, because I can string together some chords, but I feel like everything's been done already. And I feel like, you. You know what I mean? It's, I feel like that comes it's a little like, overwhelming. Yeah, but I feel like like we all have like like for example, we're all unique people, right? And even though like let's say progressions have been done before, like no one has like felt your your delivery like the way you deliver, you know the same you know the same message you get me or the same chord progression for example like you take like somebody like Jimi hendrix you know like or you take like you know like people like the beatles and stuff like that you know those are simple like chord progressions and stuff like that but it's like the delivery is just so unique that it like you know it becomes unique because you know no one has seen like the way you express yourself and I think that's what's kind of kept music. That's what keeps music engaging, you know, and keeps music, you know, like, like, um, like engaging to the listener, you know. I agree. Th- um, this is actually this band that I really like. Um, they because they do it's a duo. Yeah. And they do a lot of um, acoustic sets where it's they both have a guitar and they both do harmonies. Yeah. And I love love vocal harmonies. Yeah. Um, it's they're called the Last Shadow Puppets. Okay, I don't know if you've ever heard of them, no. but um, have you heard of Arctic Monkeys? Yeah, the singer of Arctic Monkeys and this other British guy, Miles Kane. Okay, they started like a super group kind of. Okay, so, um, they just I, I would love to show you some of their material after, okay. but um, yeah, like something like that. There's actually one of their songs that I want to learn, but I can't. I I just can't. I can't do the. The whole change shit, but the duo is so like the the harmonies they do is so dope, and that's kind of like I I wish um I mean I don't know if I'd even have the time, but I would like to do like a softer project. Like yeah. I've talked to Alex about it. Yeah, and Alex, I think Alex is a great musician. Yeah, singer totally. of my band. Alex. Yeah, totally. Um, I mean he he's a, a, an amazing composer. He does a lot of the tracks that we have. Yeah. Um, he's given not even a lot of them. All of the tracks that we have. Yeah. Have been composed and tabbed out basically by him, even the drums. Yeah. And then he'll let me add my little sauce to it, my little. Yeah. But he kind of has that idea of the song mapped out already, which I think is why. Uh, 
I mean, I'm not trying to toot our own horn, but I think, like, we have a good amount of material that's, like, solid and, like, connected in a way. Yeah, I feel Because you. Alex kind of knew where he was going with it. Yeah. He handed us the material and, yeah. like, just let us do our, our little work to it. Yeah, of course. Which I think when you're someone who's writing and stuff, it's important to have that vision. Yeah, totally. Once you get too many people stirring the pot. Yeah. I'm not against writing songs as a group. No, of course not. But yeah. for certain so I mean, when you look at the amazing albums that have been released through time, yeah. not all of them were composed by the whole band. Oh, of course not. You Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah. I mean, it was, yeah. it was all the lyrics were written by Roger Waters. Mm-hmm. A lot of the, the I think the compo- the composition was done by him as well, or, yeah. or David and uh, and and uh, their piano player. Mm-hmm. Uh, forgot his fucking name. White, something white, I think. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so I mean, as as like novel of an idea it is for every song to be a collaborative effort. Yeah. As far as like lyrics goes and riffs goes. And yeah. A lot of times it doesn't of it, happen. It no. doesn't work that no, way. No, sometimes it, it really doesn't happen. Everyone f- is going to add their little flavor to it. And I don't mean to interrupt you. But no, no, you're good. Everyone's going to add their little flavor. But I think if you have a straight path, like... And everyone kind of just tweaks certain things to mm-hmm. fit their feel. Yeah, I think it's a it's a little bit uh, more cohesive sounding. If that yeah. makes sense, I feel you. It's definitely gonna sound like it comes from one source. And I feel like right. you know, like I mean, every band's different. Like you take a band like Led Zeppelin, you know, they were obviously a jam band. So meaning like everybody kind of came in and you know, like they jammed and you know, like so that's why it kind of has that you know, like you don't know what's gonna happen, like like kind of like sporadic type feeling to it because it's like you know they're just jamming and kind of going with the flow, yeah. you know. But you take bands like Smashing Pumpkins, obviously it all comes from Billy Corgan, yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and yeah. Bo- both great bands, though. yeah, both great bands in their own right. It's just different different takes to the same thing like for me personally like as a listener i tend to be able to tell like the difference between like when something comes from one source versus like when people like kind of jam because it's like a lot of times like when people like when a group of people get together they jam like it's a little bit more sporadic-y but like but at the same time you know it doesn't take away from like having like one you know single songwriter like take nirvana for example all those songs were written by kurt cobain they sound cohesive they all sound like they come from one source but there's one song that was written by dave Grohl, and when i listen to that song i can it sounds like foo fighters you can tell <laughs> you can tell that it's a little bit different yeah because yeah. it has that kind of like catchy like you know like yeah like feel to it that the foo fighters have but that's another their great music. example but that's a good example of you know like yeah i mean even though you take a look at the foo fighters dave Grohl, yeah he, he writes He's, the lyrics he writes all the songs. He does the guitar. Yeah, totally. He, he for sure does the drums on the studio yeah. work. He yeah. for sure does that. Yeah. So and but that to me that doesn't take anything away from no, the, of course the, not. The, whoever the the drummer is of the Foo Fighters. Oh, of course not. Know. Yeah. Because if you can do it live, you can play the material. Of course. You know what I'm yeah. I don't think it makes anybody any less of a musician. No, of course not. No. Certain no. parts were dictated. No. Um, I think. Th- that way you kind of avoid situations like you did uh with um metallica they had and justice for all yeah after cliff died and i understand i mean you lose one of the pivotal members of the band especially it's only a four-piece band so you lose 25 percent of the band yeah obviously it's gonna lose a lot of the the feeling yeah yeah that cliff gave metallica but yeah jason newstead not not taking anything away from him he yeah. was a great bass player but on that specific record he kind of just did what james headfield did yeah kind of just mimicked the rhythm guitar yeah Whereas Cliff, I mean, Cliff stood out on a mm-hmm. track. You yeah. hear Cliff's bass line, you know that's Cliff. Yeah. So uh, I think if you ha- like, if Metallica had maybe had the, or Cliff had done the work before he passed or something, Metallica yeah. just gave it to Jason to play yeah. or something, it kind of would have mitigated that. Because yeah. a lot of people complain that 
like I said, Jason just followed along with James. Mm-hmm. Do you do you listen to Metallica? A lot? Yeah, I'm more of a Megadeth fan. Oh, but like, I'm sorry. Oh I'm no, sorry. No, no, come I'm on, sorry. I'm sorry. Why? Can you tell but, me why? But Are you I just salty they kicked Dave out? Is that no, what it is? No, it's not that. It's just like they have like so many like single stringed like you know you get me like where it gets all soft and like you I know, don't listen like, to Megadeth. I boycott plugging. Megadeth. Like no, I'm talking about Metallica. You know, like when they get like all soft and you know they get into, yeah. Like, the whole, I don't know. I just like I could not not in my thrash. Oh, come on. Yo, you're gonna tell me Fade to Black isn't a classic? No, and I'm not saying they're bad records. I'm just saying, you know. You tell I me the had, intro to one isn't. No, tasty. I'm not saying none of those are bad. I'm just right, saying, right. you know, if I had, like, you know, like. Like if somebody offers you American coffee or Cuban coffee, you know, it depends on what the type of mood you're in. It de- I, definitely depends on the type of mood. Yeah, because if I need a <laughs> kick in my ass, I'm going to go with the Cuban coffee. Yeah, 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 <laughs> if, yeah, I just, yeah. if I just want to drink coffee for the fun of it, I'm going to go with the American coffee. <laughs> it's kind of like so that. <laughs> if I, if I want to listen to to a real thrash metal band, I listen to Metallica. If I want to listen to... <laughs> 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 I don't know, man. I think Dave Mustaine definitely... It just Megadeth. I think everything happened the way it was supposed to happen. I feel you. Yeah. Like Megadeth is a great band in its own right. Yeah, but it's very different from Metallica. Of yeah, course. Well, yeah. no. I mean, in that same because like, you have vein. the Four Horsemen and what's that other song? Mechanics. The Mechanics. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that you. sound yeah. exactly the fucking same. I feel the you. Same song. They <laughs> are the same song. <laughs> I, I feel you. It's yeah. like the 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 Suzuki FR uh, Suzuki the the Subaru <laughs> Suzuki. They both Japanese. They both start with an SU. Fuck you, Lewis. <laughs> laughing in the background. It's like having a Subaru FRZ and uh FRS. Whatever you cunt. Whatever. <laughs> one of them's a BRZ and one of them's an FRS. The point is they're both the same car. I feel you. I botched the shit out of that. Yeah. I'm sorry for all the car people listening i oof that was terrible yeah um but yeah so you know what i'm saying i, I get you. they do sound different yeah but they do sound the same <laughs> yeah i get you i, get I don't you. know i mean because dave mustaine was a primary songwriter on kill them all yeah and then course. they kicked his ass to the curb yeah and then like kept like a lot of like the compositions that were written by him and put it on that record kept all of them that yeah he did, right when he when he said he didn't want it on there but like they were just like i mean the record's already fucking made i mean like what are they gonna do like throw all the songs away <laughs> <laughs> We're starting fresh, guys. <laughs> I, honestly, though, on um, on Kill 'Em All, I only like Whiplash okay. and uh, Damage Inc. Okay. I don't. I didn't like James's voice back then, man. Okay. I get it was different. It was groundbreaking. Yeah. But you can't tell me he sounds good on Hit the Lights, Lou. Do you? Do you? He like- sounds like shit on Hit oh, the yeah. Lights. Yeah. Hit the lights. <laughs> sounds like garbage. Are you into like their newer stuff? Because I know they released like a record. What was that Last like? Year? Yeah, and it was like more like call back to their older like okay. sound. I'm gonna be. Guys, I'm like, gonna be dead honest here. With yeah. You, with the, with everybody right here. Yeah. I have uh, not listened to the whole thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Since it came out. Since it came out, I've not listened to to the whole. I've li- uh, I mean, I listened to whatever they played when I saw them live. Okay, that's awesome. Um, what is it? Um, Halo on Fire or some shit like that. That song is badass. Okay. And they had a single from it. Do you remember what the single was? All the songs were singles. All of them were singles. Okay. Well, there was one that came Heart-wired. out. Hardwired. Yeah, yeah, Hardwired to Self Destruct. Okay. That song. That song is, is, is good as fuck too. That was the first one I think they dropped. Okay. And um, honestly, that song, like, it made me... I felt the same way that I felt when they dropped uh, The Day That Never Comes back in 08. Yeah. It okay. gave me hope. Yeah. Like a callback to their older sound. I thought older, Death like, Magnetic was good. Yeah. 
I don't understand what. Okay, because it's different. I understood the production thing. I, yeah. I, apparently, the production on it was not good. Like the sound quality did not come out good. I don't know if they rendered it with a potato or something. <laughs> but <laughs> I heard a, a, a comparison back in the day of the album release like off the cd and mm. then later on i don't know if you remember they did guitar hero metallica mm, i see i never even played guitar hero get man. the fuck out <laughs> yo i have guitar hero we are playing guitar hero after that i do have guitar hero i, will you I have guitar so hero 3 hard, i only have one guitar and i will destroy you lou let it be known the throne people that i will destroy lou in a game of guitar hero. Uh, you don't know either have you done through the fire and the flames on expert Oh my gosh! Oh. 93%. All right, all right. Score. He can definitely beat me then because I have. <laughs> I have not done that. But no, they released uh, Guitar Hero Metallica in like oh nine, maybe twenty eleven, right? Okay. Like the latest. And they put the whole Death Magnetic album okay. on the game so you could play it. Okay. And I saw a video comparing the sound from the import to the Guitar Hero Metallica game yeah. and the sound off the CD. And the sound off the CD sounded like it was in 240p okay. versus like 720p on the game. And I was like, wow, that's kind of weird. Yeah. But I like Death Magnetic. All Nightmare Long, Cyanide, yeah. Uh, yeah. The Day That Never Comes. I think all those are sick fucking songs. I think they did The Unforgiven 3 on there yeah. too. These I are all great you. songs. Yeah. I feel like what it is is like the average music listener, we're used to listening to everything, you know, like which is like crystal polished, like super duper, like, you know, mixed down to the key. Like, you get me, right? Like, you know, with 100%. like, yeah, like everything's like, and then like back in like, you know, like take like the 70s or 60s or like you listen to old music. It's not like that, you know, like it's no. not by no mean is like the music person is perfect, but it still sounds good. And you're not going to criticize, you know, like music that was produced in the 70s you know and it still sounds good like going through a jukebox it still sounds good like in a big bar yeah. it still sounds mixed very well it's just like not like 100% computerized and quantized on beat and like you know it's just but it's still good music you yeah. get me like I agree yeah I feel the same way about like uh uh there's a uh, a couple bands that don't always sound cohesive like the doors yeah uh, I mean, that, another band lyric-wise. All yeah. the lyrics were written by Jim Morrison. Yeah, You know totally. what I'm saying? So a yeah. lot of them had uh, his feel, his vibe on it. Yeah, totally. He didn't do too much of the instrumentation. You got that from, like, Ray Manzarek and yeah. stuff. But The Doors were a very out-there fucking weird band. Like, the song The End, bro? Yeah. He's talking about fucking his mom and shit. <laughs> yo, I mean, like... Yo, but that song, it has some of the most beautiful lyrics I've ever heard in my fucking yeah, life. Yeah, totally. Like, I was a Jim Morrison head in junior year of high school. Mm-hmm. I, I literally, I'm the reason that my high school library now has two books of Jim Morrison poetry. Really? Yeah, because I asked. I was like, do you guys have any poetry uh, by Jim Morrison? Yeah. And she's like, the singer of The Doors? Like, the old ass white yeah. librarian lady. Of course she's going to know who Jim Morrison is. Yeah. She's like, the singer of The Doors? And I'm like, yeah, do you have any of like his poetry? And she's like, no, but I could probably order something. Yeah. And so she ordered two books, and I checked both them shits out. Aww. And I had half a mind to not give them back. But wow. I was like, you know what? I can't be greedy. I have to let some other fucking high school kid care yeah. about The Doors I feel later. Yeah, totally. And they'll actually be there when he goes to ask for them. Bro. Yeah. I can't be the only person in the history of that school that's ever going to ask for some Jim Morrison poetry. So yeah, I feel you. I feel like I have done a service. I've left behind something <laughs> student body of my old high school to enjoy once I am gone. I feel you. And I've been gone for a while now. <laughs> I think that's like, I like knowledge. I like reading. Yeah. I like poetry. Yeah. I'm, I'm obsessed with lyrics. Yeah. So I feel like as much as I want to have those books. Yeah. Uh, other people are going to be into it. So yeah, I feel totally. like to leave that door open for someone else, I feel like is really cool. Yeah, totally. 
You ever uh, go into the library and ask for some obscure shit? Obscure stuff? Not really. Like give you a weird look? Not really. Like the last time I went to the library would probably be like back in high school. Like I used to just go to the library, jump on the computer, and just watch anime. Like, How? I'm gonna be honest with you. Like I just used to do that. Like like when I went to the library, like I just used to jump on the computer and just like put on my headphones and watch anime. But all day. what websites? Um, like you this know, cl- you got to get past the blocks and shit. You know, not really. I mean, I just like would like let's say like you know like I wanted to see an anime. I would just go into Google. I would just type the name of the anime in and like press search. And then, like, just, like, whichever linked worked, and then, yeah, we would just go from there. Fuck. What are some of your favorites, then? I'm, I'm, uh, I like favorite anime? Animes. Okay, yeah. my favorite anime would have to be Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super. Like, all that, obviously, that. yeah, because, you know, we're 90s kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, that's a great... <laughs> that, that, that's the thing, is it's that's my favorite anime, too. Yeah. I feel like when you tell people that, they automatically are like, oh, well, this dude doesn't know what yeah, he's you're, talking about. Yeah, but it's just, like, you know, it's not saying that it It's a like fucking classic. It's a classic, and, you know, that's really what, like, got us all into anime as children, you know? just watching Toonami and watching yeah. Dragon Ball Z. I didn't even know it was called an anime. I just thought it was a cartoon. Yeah. You know what I mean? My uncle used to just call it like violent cartoons. Violent cartoons. <laughs> you know, it's like, but I feel the same when, I feel like people get the same vibe when people say, oh yeah, my favorite anime is like Sailor Moon. It's like, I don't care if your favorite anime is Sailor Moon. That's your favorite anime. Yeah. That's your favorite anime. That doesn't mean you don't like other anime. It's just like, that's your favorite for whatever reason but um yeah like so i like that like tokyo ghoul um my hero academia i know everybody's going crazy about my hero academia yeah but, i heard about that yeah but like i got up to like the third season yeah but i like that i like i like that <laughs> anime too it's like yeah i gave it a chance i watched two full seasons <laughs> I, think, I think you like it after watching two full seasons i don't watch two, I, I, more than three episodes of some shit i don't like and i feel like, you i gave it a chance i'm on season three it's i mean like, I, I don't like not like it i just like got up to the third season and i stopped watching but that doesn't mean i'm not gonna go back it's just like how many fucking seasons are there there's only three like i just i I watched the whole series (laughs) i'm not ready to finish the third season (laughs) i got i got all the way to the last season but i gave it a chance chance. (laughs) that's like watching all eight seasons of dexter and saying yeah yeah i gave it a shot it was all right I stopped midway through season eight. <laughs> Did you ever watch Dexter? Dexter, no. See, come I, on. I so bad. <laughs> but I, but I know it though. It's the dude and he's killing people and he's he like, like, and it was on HBO, right? Yeah. It was on Showtime. I Showtime, think. okay. Irrelevant. Well, Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> they both do comedy. They both do boxing. Yeah. It's the same shit, but um, <laughs> Dexter, uh, it's it's oh, man. you ever like it's you ever get to those shows where it's like it should have ended like four seasons ago. Yeah, that's you should never get to that point. It it should that's where I feel like The Walking Dead is now. Okay, and I don't even watch The Walking Dead. Okay, but I hear people who watch The Walking Dead talking about how like all right, I'm done with The Walking Dead. And I'm but like, isn't there like spinoffs of The Walking Dead too? There, like, I'm sure there are, okay. but I don't know. The only AMC okay. show I've ever watched is Breaking Bad. Okay, have you? God damn it, Chanson. <laughs> tell me, tell me you've watched Breaking Bad. I have not watched what Breaking Bad. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I have not, but I know it because it's like, it's the dude You must know in. it. He was in Malcolm in the Middle, like, and he was in Godzilla. He was in Malcolm in the fucking Middle. <laughs> How are you alive? He was in Malcolm in the fucking Middle. How do you exist? I, I, I just... <laughs> Yo, I will... I'm not gonna lie to you, Malcolm in the Middle is a classic. Shout out to Dewey. Yeah. Uh, but one episode I'll always remember. No, how the fuck have you not seen Breaking Bad? Deshanton, do you own a Netflix account or I have someone who I, has a Netflix my account? My girlfriend has Netflix. Get 
<laughs> on your ass. Get on it. Get on your ass and watch Breaking Bad. Okay. I don't care if you know how it ends. I don't. I don't know how it ends. Good. Watch I- it then. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm t- it's just I'm telling you, bro. It's one of those shows, man. The the cinematography, the writing. Yeah. It's a show d- like perfect. Yeah. Perfect. It doesn't go extend past that point where you're not interested anymore it yeah. stops right at the perfect point it seals up all the t- loose ends yeah that you could possibly fucking imagine it's yeah. the perfect fucking show i've yet to see a show better than that I, yeah. granted i have not watched game of thrones yeah i hear a lot of great things about that mm-hmm. show but i'm the kind of person that likes to wait till the show is done okay that way i can just watch it because i don't have cable okay i'm not gonna sit here and watch it week by week you know what yeah, i mean I feel you. so uh, as far as anime goes, though, I mean, my favorite anime is going to be DBZ. Yeah. I, I didn't get too into Super. Okay. Just because my friends were like, yo, man, you want to watch DB Dragon Ball Super? And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And they're like, yeah, well, like, the first season is like the Frieza movie. Pretty much, yeah. And I'm, I'm like, the, yeah. well, I don't want to watch it then because yeah. I already saw the Frieza movie. Yeah. And so I just let it ride. And then people were talking, oh, yeah, there's a tournament going on. I'm yeah. like, ah. And then I'm like, hey, guys, because uh, my cousins had been keeping up with that shit. And I'm yeah. like, hey, guys, uh, what episode is DBC? And they're like, oh, yeah, we're on episode like 136. And I'm like, all right, I guess I'm not watching Super. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not about to watch 136 episodes of shit. I don't give a, okay. I, I don't care. It's you too many. You don't necessarily have to watch 136 episodes of Super. You can skip literally the first two seasons because the first season is Battle of Gods. The second season is the Frieza arc. And you can just start from there. So already you're like already like, you know, halfway through the series. And then like you can just start from the do you know about the future trunks arc like and like i know about like the original wait wait wait, wait future trunks yeah because he comes back in dragon ball super and See, like, i don't know i don't know okay i, don't I, know. I mean you can spoil it i don't care okay i so played the game i played the card game you play the <laughs> i play dragon i play the dragon ball super card game interesting there's, it's a, car, there's great. a dragon ball super card oh, game it's so good really it's like magic and Yu-Gi-Oh combined really mm-hmm. huh interesting i was super into Yu-Gi-Oh back in the day oh i was a i was like the third best Yu-Gi-Oh player in my elementary school that doesn't count <laughs> <laughs> i was no it was i've serious. won tournaments all right you won tournaments i have i have a couple play mats okay stuff, so you've actually you. gone to like a Yu-Gi-Oh tournament, dude. Like, I rented a hotel one weekend. Oh uh, shit! Down in, for, it was at the Miami Convention Center. The tournament. It was like twelve hundred people. So you're like a professional Yu-Gi-Oh. I was, but out of that tournament, I, I scrubbed out hard. I I like I was X and three by like round six, which okay. is not good. Okay. That means I had three losses by so, round six. See, I tried to play Yu-Gi-Oh recently with a buddy of mine. Oh fuck! But it was that. just so different. They like, have links now. Yeah. And and you, no, 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 no. Yeah. I, you you got to the, the monster spaces specific. Yeah. Now that's when I. Quit. Yeah, he was talking about pendulum summoning. I'm like, That's what is a pendulum summoning? Mm-hmm. What is that? Like, yeah. that there was a deck. It was called um, the fuck was it called? It was something with a Q. Okay. Um, man, I want to remember because it was such a fucking meta deck, and I hated it. They were called like Quinn some shits. I don't know. Yeah. But it was the first deck that had that could abuse pendulum summons. Okay. And um, it was a. Uh, I played six samurai, okay. and it was just a deck that already was outdated. So like for me to win a game, I'd have to play perfect, open with a perfect hand. Yeah, and it's like no, oh, they were called Cleeforts. Yeah, so Cleeforts, and not like anyone knows what the fuck I'm talking about. But regardless, they were a super meta deck. They were the first pendulum deck, so yeah. they were the only deck that could do what it could do, and which yeah. is like summon five cards from the hand in one swoop and shit yeah. and. Just it was unfair, bro, and it was too many mechanics to start learning, and yeah, I feel like and now they even have a new mechanic which is called like link summoning or okay, some shit, 
which my friend tried to explain it to me how like oh yeah if this card is in this slot it can only attack the monster that's like ahead of it or some yeah. shit like that and i'm just like fuck all that i feel you i feel you and then someone introduced me uh to dragon ball super the card game yeah so much simpler. Yeah. The cards aren't as expensive. Okay. It's still a relatively new game, so um, like the learning curve isn't that high yet. Okay. The mechanics are relatively simple. There's like three, four, five mechanics you need to know total. You know okay. what I mean? So if you're gonna get into a game, yeah. you like Dragon Ball, I highly recommend. Yeah, I can cool. show you my deck, bro. I got yeah, Jiren's cool. in that bitch. Oh, oh, that's dope. What? They're super shiny. Yeah. The thing I bought them for like twenty a piece. Okay. And now they're like two dollars. I was, I was, ah. <laughs> I was pretty disappointed. <laughs> that's hilarious. But one of my favorite animes of all time for me, it, it, even I, I don't know if it's a personality type, okay. but when it comes to shows, when yeah. it comes to music, when yeah. it comes to anime, totally. I'm a big fan of writing, okay. the writing aspect, the the twist and the turns. Yeah. Um. So one of my favorite animes is Death Note. Oh, see, I'm gonna okay, I'm gonna make you very upset right now. Don't tell me you didn't like Death Note. No, I did not like Death Note. It's like it's okay. I did not not like Death Note. What had happened was what happened. <laughs> what happened was okay. I must have been like in like early high school, probably a freshman, right? Yeah. And they were airing the last episode of Death Note on Tsunami. And I was like in Savannah visiting my stepmom's mom. Also got ruined for you? Kinda. Like I just happened to walk in like on my stepmom's sister, which was a couple years older than me. She was watching the last episode of Death Note. And that's the only episode I saw, which was the last episode of Death Note. Is and it the the one when Light dies? Oh, like, yeah, okay, okay, like okay, okay, okay. Episode, yeah. No, you haven't been spoiled to shit. That's like you don't the think second. So? No, 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 no. Okay, I understand Light dies. Yeah. But uh, we also understand playing Red Dead Redemption Two that John Marston dies. <laughs> okay. Um, at the end of Red Dead Redemption One, and he's you play you're like alongside him the whole time in okay. Red Dead Redemption Two. So you so don't think like, like knowing the ending would spoil the anime as a whole? No, not at all because it's a ride. And what what you saw, he he gets killed by uh the Shinigami, right, or the Death God? No, or like I forgot. Like I just remember he gets shot. He gets shot. He gets shot. I just remember him seeing because he like, tries to kill uh that new investigator. Okay, I think his name was S or some shit like okay. that or R. But um, the point is that that kid is not the main. He's not the main antagonist to okay. life. There's another guy called L. Okay. And he's the main antagonist throughout the first 25 episodes. It's between Light and L. Yeah. And then it's like, the, the like the shows we were talking about earlier that should have ended. Yeah. It should have ended at the end of episode 25. Okay. But they decided to keep it going, and yeah. that whole Light saga, honestly, yeah. where he dies and all this shit, it sucks. Yeah. It's not that good. So. Yeah. You, the show has not been spoiled at all. Okay, it's amazing. I'm telling you, okay. watch episodes one through twenty five, and if you don't like it, you don't like it. I, I, I don't know what to you. tell you. I feel like I would like it. I just, you know, that's not gonna. I'm t yeah. Trust me. That's okay. uh, that's episode thirty seven. Okay. So there's twelve. Uh, I, I don't want to spoil what happens in episode twenty five. Okay, but that's to me that's the real ending of of Death Note. Okay, that's like an epilogue to me. Okay, I mean Light does die. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. He dies. Yeah, that's the truth of it. Spoiler alert. But um. I think Death Note's one of the best animes ever ever done. Got you. The writing on it is phenomenal, dude. Gotcha. You definitely have to check it out. Um, I mean, going away from anime talk, are you working on any big projects right now? Yes. So I'm uh, currently working on a record called uh, Between Happiness and Anger. 
and um yeah so um it has it's gonna have like pretty much all, all produced and composed by you um the production though i'm not gonna handle the production because like my computer recently crashed mm -hmm. so the production side of things like i'm either gonna i was thinking about hitting up alex like your singer yeah <laughs> yeah i was thinking about either asking him or like you know i have a couple of other buddies in mind who also do production so i was thinking about them but like the actual songwriting is like pretty much almost done like i just have to compose finish composing two more songs and then it'll be eight tracks um like eight songs like original material and i feel like like this one like this record like mind you like the only other solo project i had released was back in 2015 which was like a four track ep like but this like looking back comparing it to like my first project you know as a solo artist i feel like this one like feels like I guess like a more like you know like it has more of the influences of everything that I've ever listened to and everything that you know I am as a musician and I feel like it's the truest like I guess um expression of who I am as a musician you know just like the songs like I had, like you know like in general like I feel like it's the truest like you know like and like and even like compared to like all like the bands I've been in and stuff like that, I feel like it's the truest you know like form of like who I am as a musician. So, yeah, and it's gonna be eight tracks, and um, I'm very excited to <laughs> like record. <laughs> yeah, I mean, putting out material is always super exciting. Getting yeah, to hear yeah, what your friends fun. think about it and what yeah, of course, think about yeah. It. And I feel like you know, like when you measure success, it should be like you know just the art of like self expression, like you know is you know should be like the biggest measure of express you know just expressing yourself in general is like the biggest reward so like just looking at all the compositions and things that i've written so far and knowing like where the project is heading like i'm really excited and like i'm hoping to have everything recorded and have it released by early 2019 like within january february or march like i'm hoping to have everything recorded and released you want to do physical copies and stuff like that um, or you just want to do like an online i'm probably i'm probably gonna do it online like um like just like because like i normally put all my music on Bandcamp and soundcloud yeah um uh but i'm gonna also try to get this one on spotify also as i well. can help you out with that really there's, there's a uh a program that I used that was recommended by Lou actually. Okay. That's how we got our EP on iTunes, Spotify, Title, That's YouTube, awesome. SoundCloud, and cool. Amazon, all that shit. Yeah. You just pay them a yearly fee. It's like twenty bucks a year. Dude, that's awesome. And they, they distribute all your music everywhere. Yeah? Okay, cool. So I'm gonna definitely hit you up like around that time once yeah. I have everything. It's called DistroKit. If any Distro musicians Kit. are wondering uh, about how to get their music distributed online, check out DistroKit. Yeah. Uh that's K I T. Uh, it's a very cool fucking website. Yeah. Uh, and that's how we got our shit distributed. Yeah. It's very easy to do. And it's, I think the, the, the best way to get your music out there is now it's people are streaming it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you, yeah. you can pull up our EP, the age of the eternal ice play on uh, Apple music, Spotify. I'm talking about anything you fucking use. You can pull up our EP, yeah. which is fucking dope. It's good to have because you ask someone, oh, you have Apple music. Oh, well they're limited to, to Apple products. Or, yeah. Uh, but no, you can look it up on YouTube. You can look, no fucking excuses, basically. Yeah, yeah, of course. Whoever's like, like putting off, like there, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's there. Yeah, totally, you can't fucking yeah. run away from it. Yeah. But this new project you're working on, is it a concept album or? Um, is it's it not a concept album. It's pretty much probably like the best compositions I've been working on since like 
like yeah like you know like because when you when you record like uh, you know like just like the writing aspect of like composing a record you write x amount of songs right not all those songs necessarily make you know make the it cut to, yeah they don't necessarily make the cut it's not like they're bad songs or they're not you know they just like you know you just you know you pick the best ones that you feel like or that you personally like or whatever or that you notice that people like when you perform them live and have the best like crowd response or whatever that's such a good fucking feeling yeah of course and then you know from there like you just like yeah you compose a record um i've never made a concept album it's definitely like you know like on the on the to-do list though that would be pretty awesome is it um are there any tracks you took from your ep that you reworked or reimagined um, no, no, or is it all yeah. new material? yeah it's all new material yeah is this anything you've played live i've heard yeah yeah okay, yeah okay. it's okay. gonna so be some like of those songs are yeah, gonna be put yeah, down definitely. finally like a lot of those songs like you've seen me play live there was are gonna a song be called on clouds yeah clouds is gonna be on there like, yeah see oh, i yeah. know my shit <laughs> i know my goddamn shit <laughs> you're cool man <laughs> i know dude i i when we all those times at at um at uh, that place that shall not be named anymore. Oh, okay. Can't, it doesn't exist. Okay. Uh, at that spot, you know, granted, you know, you, you, the times that you opened for our yeah. shows that we set up. Yeah. Uh, I know there wasn't a, a great amount of people, but trust me, I was always listening. Thanks, I, I always thought <laughs> your sets were dope, man. Thank you, man. Like, we wouldn't have kept having you on if we didn't think you were good. Thank you, man. I no appreciate pressure, that. No pressure, man. Bro. So, yeah, I mean, like, this Clouds is going to be on there. Yeah, you know yeah, saying? Like, a lot of stuff, like, you know, like, songs, you know, like, like some of these songs, you know, like, because mine, you like, between, like, the last release and this has been, like, a good amount Years. of years. Yeah, so I have time to like write a lot of stuff, pick what I like, and like even like that first EP I wrote, like you know, like I was in between a lot of projects, and like you know, in between that, it was a lot of you know, like years. But like you get to pick like what you like, and then like just release something, and it's cool. So like between this, you know, like I had a lot of projects in between then and now, and like so I've been able to write a lot, pick what I like, and now just release it. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it's a big relief to finally have some of the songs you've been playing out for years. Recorded, right. yeah, of course. And having them manifested in a way that you can share them with anybody at any time, yeah, of course. Uh, and you never know, man. It's so easy to get caught on nowadays. I'm not saying yeah. it's easy to become a famous musician, but yeah. The smallest thing, could yeah, get you a tweet, yeah, you know of saying? course, a yeah, video that someone shares, yeah, totally. and the right person gets. So it's like getting that recorded and getting it out there is the most important thing you can do, of course, yeah, just to get it out into the consciousness, yeah. of the people because. You can have the most fantastic fucking song and play it out, and people yeah. always love it no matter yeah, what. Yeah, of course. But if the worldwide, you know, if the world can't hear it, then yeah, of you, course, then it's like, make yeah, it out of, of course, here, yeah. South Florida. Yeah, totally. It was different back in the day, though. Back in the day, you had to get on the radio. Yeah, of course. You yeah. had to know somebody, and yeah. Now, I mean, look, I'm jealous of a lot of. I don't know if jealous. Yeah, jealous is the right word. Of like <laughs> some of the famous musicians that are on now, like there's this girl named uh, Billie Eilish. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. Her. And like, yo, man, people love this chick. And yeah, I get it. She's cute or whatever. Yeah, I don't know how old she is. Yeah. Um, I think she's 16. So never mind. She's not cute. She's horrendous. Hilarious. If she is 16, so I think she is 16. And this chick, Billie Eilish, like, her dad was, like, a producer or something. And her mom was, like, a movie star or a writer or like some for shit. For some people, and like, it's just, you know, like, they're easy, born into, yeah. Easy, Like, they, she had yeah. money for studio. Mm -hmm. She had exposure already. And it's, like, yeah. she's so big now. And, yeah. And, like, she's literally 16 years old. And I'm yeah. 22. Been playing the same venues for a couple years yeah. now. And I'm not... I'm not 
I'm not spiteful. I love playing the venues down here. Yeah, because I mean, the the more they close down, the less spots we got. So I'm grateful yeah, for totally. whatever we have left. Yeah, but sometimes when you just see someone like. They have the the path carved out in front of them. Yeah, to like you know, I, I get you. I think it's like I feel like life gives everybody a certain amount of cards, and for some people, yeah. like the cards are worse. Some people, it's really fucking shitty. Like you know, and for other people, like I think we all have like our individual like struggles and our individual tribulations. And like for some people, they may have an easier set of cards. For some of us, we have like you know, like an average set of cards. You know, we're right. like middle class people. You know, like you know. But, I mean, I feel like making the most with whatever situation you have is what's important. Like, you take Lenny Kravitz, for example. Like, he's an amazing singer-songwriter, an amazing artist, but his mom was an actress. But it doesn't take away from the fact that he's a great musician and he's a great, you know, like, composer. But I know, like, knowing, being a fan of his music, I know that he, that, you know, the fact that his mom was an actress was a big, you know, point to where he is now, you know. But I think, you know, like, it's just measuring success, you know, like, just expressing yourself and being happy with what you do as, you know, musicians, I think, is the most important thing, you know. Yeah. And, I, and not only that, but there's, like, a lot of material, like, you know, like, everybody's making music, you know, like, anybody and anybody could, like, you know, not anybody can make good music, but anybody can make music. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there, let me correct that. Yeah, not yeah, anybody yeah. can make good music, <laughs> but anybody can make music. Yeah, you know, like especially nowadays. And especially now, all you gotta do is know a friend who's a producer, and then yeah, and dude. Matter of fact, to sing really well, <laughs> dude. Speaking of how easy it is to make music, I yeah. I um I have a, a friend of mine who produces trap beats and he yeah. makes beats for for like rappers who are on SoundCloud and stuff yeah. like that. And I I was um I was fucking around on the guitar. Yeah. And I wrote like this little. This little diddle. Yeah. It was, uh, it was, I, I think like four chords. You know what I'm saying? A yeah. nice little four, four. Yeah. Change, whatever. It was like some finger picking shit. Yeah. And I recorded just one time through. Yeah. And I sent it to my friend. I go, yo, man, I think this sounds pretty cool. I, I, I'm kind of inspired by like Lil Peep, yeah. like XXXTentacion yeah. type shit. Like so like, I'm going to give you this sample, go sample it, do whatever you want, but I want like a, like a beat with it. Yeah. And like. A couple days later, he, he came back to me with a beat, and that shit sounds so hard, dude. <laughs> like, I was like, yo, how yeah. the fuck, dude? Like, yeah. from literally something I record, it was a 10-second clip, not yeah. even on my iPhone, and yeah. he made it into a whole beat. Song, yeah. Yeah, it's dude. Crazy, yeah. Like, I haven't put lyrics over it or anything because yeah. I'm not a rapper. Yeah, I got you. But I've, like, highly considered it. <laughs> I mean, it's just, like, the power of computers nowadays. It's, like, incredible. It is. Like, you know, like, you take VSTs, which are, like, virtual, like, you know, um, it's like basically like a little virtual like kind of like a program like you know like kind of like think of it like an app to your phone right and a VST can literally be anything like for example like if I wanted to record my guitar like instead of like me putting my my microphones to my amp I can plug my guitar straight into my computer open up a virtual amp VST to uh, mimic you know an actual amp and yeah and that would be you know like kind my like guitar an amp emulator yeah just imagine vsts are just basically like you know like any a vst can be anything like for example like there's a like a vst can be you can get a pedal vst you can get a vst can be anything and that's Whoa. just like a demonstration of the power of the computers and like especially with synthesizers and with um the ability for the piano to basically you assign any sound in the world like for example if i wanted to right now yeah, i sense. could yeah 
Yeah, for example, like if I wanted to right now, I could record your voice and then like assign it to the, to like a keyboard, right? Like put it in the computer, assign it to a keyboard, and then like literally just mess around with the keyboard and like I would have a completely unique sound with just your voice because yeah. like now it's become an instrument. So like the power of computers are incredible. I feel like we rely too much on computers that with that being in mind, just like the conversation we were having earlier, how everything's perfectly quantized and everything's perfectly recorded. And we've become so accustomed to that quality of music. The second anything is a little under that quality of music. It's like, what in the world is this? Right. No, I agree. That's that's a good point. And and actually going back to an artist I was talking about, uh, Mac DeMarco. Yeah. He records all his stuff analog. That's awesome. In his house. That's awesome. He's he's a Canadian guy. So I appreciate that about that kind of music, uh, where it's not all. It doesn't always sound as good as digital, yeah, produced stuff. And I I feel like a lot of the bands that came out in like uh, the late two thousands and like the early twenty tens, yeah, that kind of rode that like hardcore trending wave. Yeah, I feel you. Bring me the horizon. Yeah, they kind of brought in this trend of like triggerized drums. I feel you. Yeah, everything sounded universally alike to me in that era. I get you. It sounded like everyone was using the same drum machine. Yeah. And I, I have a big respect for hardcore drummers. Like, the dude from August Burns Red yeah. is a beast. They were awesome. I saw them at Warp Tour. Yeah? Like, the last Warp Tour when they were, like, here, like, in... Um, in uh, I never uh, went to Warp Tour. West Palm. That was, that was my first time at Warp Tour. Fuck you, Luke. But <laughs> I saw them, and, man, that, that mosh pit got crazy. Yeah? Like, yeah, it was pretty intense, man. Yeah. I'm sure. that August Burns Red is a, is a cool band, but I just... Yeah. Specifically the drummer. I forgot his name. Yeah. I think his name's, like, Matt something, but... Yeah. He's a fucking beast, but I just feel like that era of music it kind of ushered in this tr- very triggerized drum sound, and I, I feel, feel like you. people are taking it and running with it now. Like, yeah, there's a lot of death metal bands who, I mean, I'm sure the drums are programmed. Yeah, like, I feel like they you. have to be yeah. programmed, like because they're just so perfect. And yeah, so and like, I'm not yeah. saying it's impossible. I mean, they do live shows. Yeah, but of course. Yeah, I'm. I'm honestly so like th- nothing will make me roll my eyes harder than a dude coming up on stage with his guitar and a mic and a drum machine. I feel you. Yeah. Like, bro, get a drummer. Like, I feel you. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I'm not trying to be a dick. I, maybe it's just a drum, like, because I am a drummer. Yeah, I feel and you. I'm taking, like, offense to it or whatever, but it's yeah, like... Yeah, I feel you. Yo, if I'm a drummer, I'm not going to come on stage with a drum, with, with, like, my drums and then, like, guitars coming through PAs. Like, I feel you, yeah. I think that's kind of cheap. It's kind of cheesy, and it... it, it like some people write shit that is impossible to play. Yeah, no. Unless you're Joey Jordison or some yeah. of these crazy mother. Like no one in the local scene is going to be able yeah, to course, play the yeah. shit you wrote. I feel you. I understand that. So what's you know what I'm saying? What's the point of writing shit? It's yeah. like you're writing shit for a cyborg to do. Yeah, I feel you. Maybe it's just me. I'm not that good. No, no, no. There's <laughs> but, like there's music that is contextually very hard to write. You know, like to play. Like you know, especially when you get into more like progressive music. You know, I like, find more into like the, the gent style. Yeah, like stuff. the gent style, and when you get into to like crazy alternate time signatures and stuff like that and it becomes like yeah i would understand like unless you're at a certain caliber of musicians or unless you're like you know people that are on the same caliber of musicianship as you right. regarding like you know like you're really on your shit what about alternate time signatures your timings like fucking like next to perfect you know like you're really like you know like you know your shit know your shit yeah it'd be pretty difficult to play yeah not everyone's yeah. gonna be tool man yeah of course no uh and and i have nothing against complex music or anything no like of course that. i don't want to make yeah. it seem that way but there's just some people who I think specifically with the drum machine stuff take yeah. it over the line as far as like what people can play. Yeah. But 
again, maybe that's just me thinking about my limited abilities as yeah. far as like being able to play some of that death metal shit, like yeah. blast beats and stuff. Yeah, I'm not that great at it. I feel. And you. I've seen videos of like people covering Infant Annihilator songs yeah. and shit like that. And there's people who can play it. Yeah, I'm not gonna deny that there's people who can play yeah. that material. But it's difficult to find. Some, I mean, it's already hard enough to find a drummer from what I from what I hear from other bands. It's extremely hard to find a drummer. <laughs> <laughs> so for people to just write some crazy like shit that you need to be an experienced drummer to play i don't know not that that's the wrong choice of words i'm just saying some people take that shit over the top. no i get you like to compose very difficult like music and now now you now it becomes the challenge of finding people that are on that same to be able to play it unless you're gonna be on stage with a drum machine yeah or like a backing track right yeah Yeah. which is the same shit yeah which is basically the same thing paying with a backing track and that's another thing too is not everyone's gonna be perfect and if you're gonna play with a backing track you have to be on fucking point. yeah well my well my thing like regards to that i've always enjoyed like for example like let's say i record something right yeah. like you know like what like like for example this record i'm releasing right the like whatever like you know like is on that record that's that record if i play with a group of musicians then they don't have to play like you know like the drums that i've programmed that's on that record that's gotcha. a, it's a it's a record you know it's not you know like you get me right this is a yeah, live yeah. performance it's different i know what you you're know? saying yeah so like you know like you know if i like write a bass like line that's just me writing a bass line you know like my bass line might not be good as like somebody who's like fucking like rooted into fucking bass and like fucking you know like can pluck the shit like crazy you feel me no or, like, i agree if my drums are like super complicated because they're programmed and i'm not a drummer i'm not gonna expect a drummer like <laughs> you get me right no, so totally like yeah to play like exactly like what's on the record but i understand some people are like that some people are like i recorded this and i want it to sound just like you know the recording yeah like everybody's his own but my personal take to that and when i work with musicians and the way like i've kind of always done that like you know like i've always taken my music as that recording is that recording there's been times like when the recording sounds way fucking better <laughs> it's bands i fucking been in live just because it's like it's recorded you've had time to fucking just sit there and get the perfect take yeah. and you had time to get the perfect fucking like vocal thing going on and you had time to get the perfect you know you get me right yeah yeah there's no pressure yeah thing. exactly Unless so paying for it yeah, so I, I just feel like um, I feel like a recording is a recording and a live performance is a live performance and your yeah. live performance, you know, can be and in, in a lot of ways should be different than, you know, the recording to make it, like, interesting, you know? Yeah, and I, I think you made a good point as far as, like, someone who's rooted into the instrument that you're programming. So yeah. When you're programming drums, like, I think it, it would even help to have a, a drummer's input, even if they don't yeah. know the technicalities of it. Yeah. Like, you would come up with a drum fill that a drummer wouldn't come up with yeah for example yeah a drummer that's actually a drummer he wouldn't do that yeah exactly or i would just like let's say like i made something that's like you know like just like something that like somebody just wouldn't like you know even like you know you get me right something that's kind of basic yeah exactly like yeah that's happened with alex like yeah alex will show me a track and i'm like yo i like the track but try instead of hitting this symbol try hitting this symbol like yeah very little subtle things yeah totally that are like Kind of like drummer 101. Or yeah, drum totally. 101 yeah, totally. That someone who is not, like you said, fully rooted into the drums is going to know. Exactly, you know. But, um, man, I think it's very important to get your material recorded. Totally. Uh, yeah. And so I'm very happy that you're finally, uh, that you're finally, that you're finally yeah. releasing your own full length fucking yeah. 
LP. Totally. And yeah. you said they're going to be expecting this. Like early, early, early 2019. Like within right. January, February, March, it'll all be like recorded, released. And yeah. What's I'm the name excited. of that project again? Uh, it's going to be called Between Happiness and Anger. So that's the name of the record. Um, I have a chick who's done, who did like all my artwork for like all my projects that I've ever been in. And I'm going to hit her up um, like pretty soon regarding artwork wise. And um, yeah. And then I hope hopefully I'll pick like the best song out of that. And then from there, go with a music video. All right. Well, yeah. Definitely hit up Lab Pixels for a music video. Really? That Lab Pixels. Cool. Uh, yeah. Lab Pixel Studios. Cool. Uh, are there any plugs you want? to give where can people find you when you finally release this yeah totally um yeah so you can find me on instagram uh via deshantin music d-e-s-h-a-n-t-i-n uh music Uh, you can find all my music on my soundcloud um just type in deshantin d-e-s-h-a-n-t-i-n um yeah and also Bandcamp. uh just my name deshantin and yeah you can find all my music on there Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, uh, any shows, live shows you got coming up? Live shows, not really, because I've been, like, I've been devoted, like, for the past couple of months, I've been devoted into just writing. No, and I yeah. agree. Um, yeah. You have to take time off of live shows, man. Totally. To, like, to sit down and record it, your shit. Yeah, totally. You have to be in that mind frame to just be like, okay, hey, I'm just going to, like, you know, like, Work make sure this. my shit's, like, as tight as possible. Practice with a metronome. Make sure the timing's right. Like, make sure, like, everything is, like, you know, make sure I'm 100% confident with the composition before I record it. Like, that's something that took me a long time to realize. You have to be 100% comfortable with the composition before you sit down, like, with your computer and you record it. Like, yeah, <laughs> you have to yeah. Yeah. Um, I've only, I've actually, uh, since I picked up guitar, well, real quick, uh, let me just wrap us up here. Yeah. Totally. Uh, for you, Noya, we are done for the year. No more gigs 2018. We're going to be wrapping up the year, working on our EP, a minor setback that's uh, going to be coming out for you guys real soon. Digital only. It's going to be on YouTube, SoundCloud, all that good shit. Uh, I'm doing a lot of clean vocals on this EP, so I'm super excited to get it to you guys. Um, what else? That's pretty much it. We're we're dropping that that EP before the year's up. Uh, we're not doing any more live shows. Shout out to Oski for throwing that Queen show over the weekend. That was a lot of fun. Uh, shout out to Lou for producing the show. Shout out to Deshanton for coming in today. <laughs> Definitely check out his Instagram. All that. Make sure you follow him. Make sure you follow us. The Throne underscore podcast or yeah. The, the underscore throne underscore podcast. <laughs> um, also, if you're interested in sponsoring The Throne, you can email us at thethronejc at gmail.com. I highly appreciate any help. Uh, and thank you to all the fans that keep us going out here. We're 200 and something strong on Facebook. Kind of keep it going. Make sure you like us there. Cool. Deshanton, any departing words? Thank you. Before we leave someone with some of your songs. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Um, thank you for uh, letting me be here. And this has been like very fun, you know, hey man, chatting. Anytime, anytime <laughs> you, you want to come back on, bro. When <laughs> when you, you drop bro. the record next year, we'll, we'll have you back on. We'll do a big yeah, promo totally. episode, and awesome. That'll be in a few months, so yeah. look out for that, guys. Episode whatever the fuck this is, it's over. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening. Fade us out. That's it. We're getting faded right now. Which <laughs> you know, it's fading out. And
Like falling towers Like falling Great light, shine bright You give me joy and freedom You love me for everything You've been my savior When I feel I'm lost You just hold me In your arms Now cause your love is like falling towers Like falling towers Like falling I feel like I'm free I feel like I found my peace in me You are my everything Towers <laughs>